I V M. When we chart the story of the creator and influencer space, it's always good to look at the stories of people who've been riding the wave from its inception. The journey of Malini Agarwal or Miss Malini as she's popularly called is one such story. And she's our guest this week to not just dig into her story from her early days as an online blogger to her recent acquisition by the Good Glam Group and the creation of the Good Creator Co, but to also understand how the celebrity creator and publisher worlds are converging. I'm Varun Dugarala and this is Advertising is Dead, right back with Malini. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We talked to Mali. Mali, I'm happy we're doing this. This is, uh, it's been an exciting time uh, watching what's happening with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, very exciting times. I think everyone has been uh, in a whirlwind online trying to find, you know, and navigate the best ways to collaborate and sort of grow their uh, businesses. And I'm super, super happy that despite a pandemic, we've reached a point where personality-led brands are really being appreciated today, finally. Yeah, um- I'm actually, that's a great point to start off with. And, I, and I'm going to want to track this from the time Miss Malini as an, as an online entity kind of kicked off. Because I remember back in the day, um, I remember that I, we briefly worked together in the same organization before you started off Miss Malini, which is uh, what was Channel V. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, and from then to now, we had to kind of take a broad view and see how has this space evolved um, as the journey of Miss Malini has also evolved. How have you seen this entire ecosystem uh, kind of um, change and evolve? I mean, it's changed so much from the time I started in 2008. I think it was almost like a blank canvas, right? Because when I started, I think, I don't know of any other blogs that were there at that time, especially, you know, the concept of creator, influencer. I don't even think the name or the word had been coined. Uh, Looking back, uh, definitely Miss Malini falls into that category. So it's, it's changed a lot in the sense that earlier on, it was a lot more, I guess, hobby blogs, um, people, especially in entertainment or, you know, in advertising, didn't really think of this as a place for marketing, you know, social media marketing didn't exist, influencer marketing didn't exist. So all of this is very, very new. So when you talk about evolution, it's not just evolution, it's just, you know, it's it's actual creation. It's sort of the big bang happened and over time, uh, things have developed and, you know, just like you see so much evolution when it comes to when you're building new cities or you're creating new industries, that's what's happened for us. So I think it's been super exciting to see where it's gone from zero to a hundred so fast. And I'm very, very happy to see that, you know, Gen Z um, and, you know, the next generation has adopted this uh, landscape so well. I, I was reading about this somewhere about how we are the 80s and 90s or 70s born kids were the last generation who, you know, lived offline and online simultaneously. And, you know, we had the, you know, telephone, we didn't have cell phones. We were the first ones to use like Alta Vista or ICQ and then, and now are straddling both. And now you have, you know, of course the millennials, which is the second part of that. And then Gen Z and now Gen Alpha that are reaching the age of, you know, 10, 11, who are also coming online and becoming creators. So it's been a a massive evolution. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's even, it's too big to just say, you know, here are the changes I've seen. There's so much that's happened. No, 
there's one thing which you just said, which is which is which I think is a great point to kind of look into, right? Is that when bloggers in many ways were the original creators because and we were almost like bridging the gap between what was a publisher and what was an individual kind of creating something and kind of scaling from there. Um today you're hearing about brands wanting to act like publishers, creators are publishers in their own right. So it's almost this, this I, I put it as as there are there are creators, there are publishers and there are brands. Um, and in many ways, those are kind of coming together. Now, when you're seeing that entire piece kind of coming together, what are you seeing as almost the roles each of them play or, or is it almost a, a massive overlap where everybody's kind of doing uh, what everybody else is doing? I mean, I think it's it's different strokes for different folks. I mean, because there are creators in so many different industries, they will overlap in certain ways. So yeah, sure, an entertainment creator, a blogger like me who started off as a blogger and now is doing yeah. entertainment journalism definitely crosses over with what you would have originally thought of print journalism and magazines. But I don't think that's exactly true for every other creator. Sure, fashion and beauty to some degree. But while fashion had more dedicated magazines, beauty didn't really have as such a dedicated magazine. Maybe it was part and parcel uh, of what fashion magazines would offer. And then if you think about what's happening with brands, when when we began, I remember, you know, Mike Melly, one of my co-founders, would literally be beating down doors of brands explaining how, you know, it is so important to have a digital presence and how you can show impact, you can see exactly who your audience is, how much impact, you know, what impressions you had, um, and even see how many sales were generated from that. And that was initially something that nobody really understood because it takes time. Uh, at that point, it was all about billboards and television advertising. And, and today, how many people are really investing in a billboard? I'm sure it is there. But if you look at what's happened with OTT, does it, you know, it makes much, much more sense to have a digital strategy and go to where people are living so many hours of their day, as opposed as opposed to how, hoping to catch them uh, while they're flipping channels. And then kind of taking from that to what, you know, what I would consider the most exciting news in recent times is the fact that, you know, the, the formation of the Good Creator Co. And, you know, and this entire piece of, okay, there is this content uh, and there is content which is catering to entertainment, catering to, you know, uh, influencers and creators. And now there is actual commerce and product kind of plugged into that ecosystem. How do you see the alignment? How do you see, hey, kind of how did this kind of like progress? But more importantly, uh, what was the thing that, that you know, you guys thought that, okay, this makes sense. This is a way to kind of go towards the future. And, and how did that kind of... Uh, and what's the vision for the future? I mean, great question. I think for us, what was very clear is the Good Creator Co. is going to be the largest ecosystem for creators. I mean, it makes so much sense to have some guidance and some alignment and some strategy towards it. We were kind of all flailing in our directions, making our own path, and that makes sense. And that was right for that time. But now, if you're thinking of creators and how much industry, you know, there's a billion dollar industry and how much money they're generating and 46 million creators out there, but how much is, you know, education being offered to them as opposed to someone sending them a DM offering them 2,000 followers or 10,000 followers, and that's probably a scam. So mm. I think, you know, it's very important to continue to keep the creator ecosystem democratic. That was the whole beauty of, you know, being a creator. You just needed a cell phone and you could start becoming a creator. It didn't cost you anything aside from, you know, your time and, you know, maybe the cell phone at that time. And now, yeah. of course, creators invest more in their technology. But I think what 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 we really want to do with the Good Creator Co. is help creators 
who are even micro creators, nano creators, maybe a thousand followers fulfill their dreams. And what do they what do they need help with? They need to get that guidance to get their numbers up to a certain layer. And they also need to be connected with brands who may not need a creator with a million followers, who is very happy doing a, a, you know, a nano project or a micro project with, with creators who have five, 10,000 followers. And what's the great thing about, you know, the Good Creator Go app is that you can actually go figure out how much you should be charging. That's the number one problem creators have. How much should I be charging for my posts? How do I get in touch with the brands? And how do the brands find the creators that fit their profile? They will be able to find creators that will do the content in the language they need. They will find them in the regions they need. So it's really about organizing this whole system and, and you know, creating that uh, society around it. And, and I think for me, over the years, what I've realized for creators, which is why you hear so much about creator mental health, is it can be a very lonely journey. Yeah. And so I think it's important to now give creators that feeling of camaraderie, create a campus, which is why we're also going to be launching a campus, give them a creator house where they can spend time together and really allow them to have all the tools that they need. Just like if you think about it, you know, what was there for our generation where suddenly everybody became a stylist or a fashion designer? They had NIFT. Now they yeah. have Pearl Academy. Where yeah. do you go to learn if you want to become a creator? Um yeah. So we want to, you know, give everyone that their fair shot and fair chance. And um, I think it's very exciting. You make an interesting point about it's a micro and nano creators, right? And I think that's often when you hear a lot of the news, while, while this comes up in, let's say, articles and stuff like that, there's never enough there to say, okay, since the creator economy is growing, but we have so many creators who aren't able to monetize today, right? I mean, don't have, either they're too niche um, or they don't have the numbers. And like you said, when you look at that category and people are creating, the biggest question is, A, how do I get discovered? B, how do I monetize? Um, and, and and in many ways, I think those are the two cornerstones to actually make this into an economy rather than just the creator space. So when looking at that, uh, how do you see what you, you know built with the, I like to call it the Mismali universe or ecosystem. Or I don't know which one you prefer. Empire, yes. Is empire. Um, how does how how does the empire plug into this kind of kind of give them tools and 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 what they could do with it? I mean, I think what's really interesting is, is that the Miss Mahani journey has been so you know it's been such a wonderful experience and not one that I predicted. Right, I started off as someone who was an RJ or someone who worked in digital content and then slowly became a content creator influencer because I wanted to create a digital identity. Who was like a cartoon version of me, which was Miss Malini. And I never really thought about it this way. And which is why I think the secret sauce to Miss Malini has been it didn't start off trying to make money. It really started off um, as an authentic connection. And I think over the years, we have, of course, built a really strong foothold in entertainment as someone who has really uh, focused on positive content. And, you know, a lot of gossip is out there and that may have its place and its audience. But we've always focused on very healthy, uplifting, positive perspectives on Bollywood, which is kind of rare. And I think what's really interesting is that Miss Mahani has also evolved. So we launched something called Miss Mahani Trending, which is our news desk about influencers. So just like we covered Bollywood and do features, we are now doing features about, you know, uh, trending stars. And the big dream and the big goal for all these creators has always been to have their face next to Shah Rukh Khan, right, in the creator world. And they definitely deserve it, the amount of work they put in, the talent they have, and the audience speaks for itself. So I think Miss Mahani is really um, going 
to heavily focus on giving these creators uh, their, you know, chance in the sun. Uh, you know, Andy Warhol said in the future, everyone's going to be famous for 15 minutes. Maybe it's 15 seconds on yeah. Instagram today, but I think um, you must give credit where it's due. And I'm very happy to do that because for us, for me also personally, it's also about giving back. This whole journey in the creator world has made my life absolutely extraordinary. I cannot complain. I used to wonder, who am I? You know, I'm not uh, a Bollywood star. I'm not, you know, a Kim Kardashian. I'm not like, I don't really know where I fit in. And then I realized, hey, you know, wait a minute. It's amazing because I'm carving my own path. Mm. And that's what I tell so many young creators today. Don't worry if there isn't a creator like you already. That's actually amazing. You have to find the gap. Miss Malini's gap was this unique, um, you know, real girl voice about entertainment from her perspective and you know what goes on behind the velvet rope as opposed to just you know here are pictures of what celebrity came with who and what's the gossip and i think that if you can create a space for yourself now there are you know amazingly so many doctors who are becoming social media creators and, yeah. and it's amazing because they are creating inspiring and informative content and they're creators too so don't um, hold back don't feel like you don't fit in because that's the number one problem people have when they are creators online we all suffer from a lot of insecurity yeah. uh, so i have to tell you you know be very proud of your uniqueness you, know, you mentioned that all creators in, in, the dream is to be your next to next to Shah Rukh Khan right i think the, the other side has been interesting to see how that's evolved as well like you seeing celebrities start behaving a lot more like creators like you're suddenly seeing them all create reels the way a creator would. You're seeing them look at content. It's no longer just, I just post a few photographs and I'm done with it. Right? It's, I remember in the, even like what, three, four years ago, you would have a celebrity put an image out and the caption would be in third person, not necessarily even them saying it, but somebody from their team has written it from that context. So how have you seen celebrity evolve into this mix? Because I feel interestingly, while there's nano and there's micro, there's obviously the larger creators. Celebrities have kind of merged into the larger creator category in many ways. So how are you seeing that part kind of plug into this system, um, especially with the fact that I guess a lot of them are now using this as their primary channel to build an audience? Yeah, I think there were two reasons why celebrities probably stayed away from this world. I mean, the whole thing used to be about celebrity allure and you don't see, like, how much did you know about Madhuri Dixit's life back in the day when she was making yeah. all her films? And it was partly not, you know, for any other reason is that, you know, people were very invasive. The press was very invasive and, you know, people didn't really talk about what their life was like in their kitchen or at home without their makeup on. And there was a lot of concern that what are content creators doing? Is it cringy content? Do I want to be associated with that? The same fear that Bollywood, or Bollywood stars would have about, hey, if I do television, then that means my Bollywood career is over. But now today is everyone's on OTT. So that fear has now gone away. And that understanding that, hey, people love you. Maybe they love you even more if you show them your, you know, your real side in a sense. You see Katrina Kef sweeping at home or how to wash your dishes. It's, it's cute. And, and nobody has a problem with that. And no one judges that because it feels very relatable and real. So absolutely, I think big, big Bollywood stars have, you know, joined the ecosystem. And that's one of the things that we also do, uh, Ignite Edge, which is yeah. um, Talent Co., which is part of our ecosystem, which manages creators who have millions of followers, who are Bollywood stars. And we call them talent as opposed to creators because talent sort of encompasses a whole range of that. And, and absolutely, they are now online. Uh, they have understood the value of having social media presences. They are making money through brand deals. And, and it's totally uh, the evolution, you know, as they did branded 
um, you know, ads on television or were on a billboard. Today, if the, you know, if the reality is online and it is on social media, then it makes perfect sense for them to join this virtual reality and look at us. We're sitting and having this conversation online. It yeah. earlier would have been very odd, even though we could have very conveniently always done our interviews like this. We never yeah. did. We yeah. met face to face. We hired three cameras. We hired lights. People had to travel a long distance. You couldn't meet someone who was in another city. We could always have done this. I mean, for many years before the pandemic hit. So, but this works. You get the same conversation. Uh, maybe initially you feel like, oh, it's not the same. But yes, over time, you realize that you get the work done. Obviously, meeting in person has its own charm the same way that flipping through a magazine has its own charm as opposed to, um, or, you know, re reading a book has its own charm as opposed to reading it on a Kindle. But I think there's pros and cons to both. Um, I think you, you make a valid point about access, right? I, I feel that access really opened up the more you kind of use this. Um, like I, I host three podcasts and I, I think I can only do it because I'm sitting at home and doing it. If I had to go to a studio or go meet a guest, there's no way I would be able to do even more than one. Kind of looking at that access as well, I think what's also been interesting when I look at the journey of the empire, as you called it, and, and I'm going to keep using that, um, is that, you know, you over time build different verticals. There's obviously the talent vertical you spoke about. Um, there is there is the trending vertical that focus on um, on the entire influencer space. If you had to break down each of the verticals that that are under, uh, you know, the I'm going to keep seeing the empire. Um, how, how would you differentiate uh, a what their focuses are, but how do they kind of come together as well uh, as as an overall piece? Sure. So the reason I say empire is because I'm a big Star Wars fan. So it's kind <laughs> of my daughter's name is Leia. So I, I, oh, I, wow. I, I so I, I, I take full props on that one. Amazing, amazing. Um, so I would say the empire is divided into many categories. Obviously, there is the content engine, which has always been kind of the soul, um, the blog, the, the social media. We've always been platform agnostic. Then we sort of branched out and obviously started doing influencer marketing. So we created our own in-house ad agency called Agent M Creative, AMC. Um, then we obviously have Ignite Edge, which is now you know going to be good talent code because it fits in the larger umbrella where we manage our influencers and our own talent. We have Girl Tribe, which is a community for women because I felt obviously that we need a space, a safe space, a kinder space for women to connect on and actually live their best lives online and use the internet as, as it should be. And of course, now we are part of, uh, we have, you know, part of the Good, Crea Good Creator uh, Co., which is part of the larger, um, you know, Good Glam group. And this is where we have partnered with Plixo and Winkle and Viduli to create really the mega empire um, of creators and that ecosystem. And that's where we're going to now have even more. So you're going to have the GCC app, you're going to have the academy, you're going to have all these other legs to it as well. So the way that it all comes together is that at the heart of it, it is creating content or helping amplify content and being able to do whether it's brand deals or help creators find uh, the brands that they need to be with. We're almost like a matchmaker. We're the Sima auntie uh, of content, <laughs> right? So we find the creator and we help them find the brand deal and the brand to find the creator and make that perfect match to make sure that everybody's happy. And I think that that's kind of been uh, our goal. And at the end of the day, giving back to this community, making sure it's a safer, healthier experience. So we launched Ignore No More online, which is a big campaign that we're still running to help, you know, create awareness about cyber, um, you know, abuse and um, a lot of sexual harassment that happens online today. I mean, at the end of the day, we are now living in a virtual society. Mm -hmm. This is our reality and we have to treat it just like we would the real world. And let's not make the same mistake that we did 
offline where we always said, okay, ignore the Eve teaser, ignore that. Now we don't. If someone comes up and drops his pants in front of us on the street, he would go straight to jail. So mm. he's sending you dick pics online. The same thing should happen. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree on that front. Um, and, 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 and I just want to pick on, on, on that piece and go a little deeper, but also talk about girl track because I feel especially when you look, and, and I've been a, I, I believe in the fact that women make better leaders or better um, CEOs than men do. We're great with singular tasks. Uh, I'm generalizing here, but I'm, I'm a strong believer in that fact and, and not because I need to say it because I truly believe that. But um, I want to kind of dig into Girl Trap and, and kind of understand more about what's been about, what it's been doing in recent times. Um, and on the abuse part as well, I totally agree. I think it's time we, these things are called out and also they're done at a at a broader level and not just like individually, you can kind of, yeah. you know, it, this is what you can do. But I think that that makes, that's a good way to kind of go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what I'm excited about with Ignore No More is that I'm now going to be on a council that can actually um, apply to suggest governance and change in online governance. And I, I'm very excited to say, can we suggest this? And of course, it takes a long time, but, you know, you have to start somewhere. And for us, I think Girl Tribe has been a combination of saying, you know, I don't feel that you only need to focus on women's issues as being, you know, rape and sexual assault and, you know, oh, you know, the glass ceiling. No, there are other things that women are interested in, whether it's luxury or travel or food or their own businesses and whatever it is and their mental health and relationships. And we spend so much time focusing on, you know, how hard it is and how difficult it is. And let's focus on this and what all the guys are doing wrong. I think the mistake we're making is that we're really generalizing and we're putting women into a box that these are the only things they care about and the only things they want to talk about, which is not true. And I think that that's what it was. Girl Tribe is a safe space for all women to come together of various age groups and have a good time and sometimes talk about serious things, sometimes talk about your physical health health, sometimes with mental health, or on Wednesdays, we go and have a ladies night and go dancing. Mm. You know, I think one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is that they generalize that women after a certain age have made a decision to live less. And mm. the way I, you know, try to explain this better is that I'm 44. And in my mind, I'm not any older. Sure, you feel the aches and pains of being older. But I don't feel like, okay, I need to switch my brain off and be less excited about things or less interested in things. But society as a, as a whole starts to cut me out of experiences. And I think that's a mistake. And right now, every brand, everyone is selling to the younger audience, 16 to 25, 16 to 25. But how about the women who are 30 and 50 who have spending power? I spend more money on my skincare today than I ever mm. did. I never even used to buy sunblock. I buy clothes that are more expensive today. I have that financial security and disposable income. And yes, sure, there are kids out there who are spending their parents' money who are younger, but the vast majority of women who are socially independent are going to be able to spend money later. So it really still, you know, it mystifies me why women get written off. It might be the whole old society, sas bahu, that, okay, now get married, sit at home, take care of your kids. So that is also a piece of the girl tribe. But we have members who are 16. We have members. My mom is 83 and she's a member. Um, So I think it's about at the end of the day, if I were to ask you as a man, do you feel that you start getting written off at a certain age? Probably not as much. Not really. Really? You don't really think about it that much. And, you know, you know, people don't come up to you and say, OK, um, how are you going to decide? Are you going to have kids or continue working? Nobody ever asks the guy that question. They only ask women. And I think that we are tired of having that conversation. So we have created a space where nobody asks this question. <laughs> no, and part about what you just said is the fact that it's not about 
any everything that's only serious or only which is which feels like a cause but really about all the stuff that you should be able to do no matter what age you are yeah. um i i like i'm i'm i was talking to someone the other day and saying i'm almost turning 40 and i i want to talk about the fact that i have um a, a skincare regime and they say why would you talk about that you're not like in your 20s or uh, and you're a guy i'm like i do it why can't i talk about it so i agree i think it's time to kind of move away from saying what you can and shouldn't talk about um and should we go out there and and also i think we we don't give fun enough importance and i feel fun is such an important part of and yes. what our personal uh, space is um i have a bunch of more questions to ask you but i know we need to go for a quick break so we're going to do that and be right back with that as things start Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. This is Dr. Malini. Um, I think I'm going to going back to what we spoke about right before um, we went for a break, right? Um, and I feel that that's also in many ways uh, tags back to the kind of content which you spoke about initially, which is you know projecting positive content out there. Um, and positive content honestly kind of connects with not just career or the serious stuff, but also about what you consider fun, what you consider your own personal space, and things like that. So as you see all of this coming together, how do you see content evolving? Do you see content evolving? more towards this i was seeing more people gravitating towards okay this is the kind of content i want to create this is the kind of content i want to consume um are you seeing it moving in that direction and and if not then how do we move it in that direction rather is my question see i'm like i said there's so much content out there and i can't say as a whole or in a general way that all content is moving one way definitely through things like the pandemic or big things that have an impact you see a change also because yes celebrities weren't going out there was no fashion shows to go to there was no movies being filmed so as a result the content was different people were talking about self care it was great to see that every content creator jumped in and tried to help you know spread news about where you could get oxygen tanks and which hospitals had hospital beds and you wouldn't think that that you know would be something they talk about but i think where content is going to is it's becoming more organized one because anyone who is a content creator looking to make it a career understands that they have to follow now something that is going to help their algorithm work well they know that they have to be have be consistent that these are the number one things content consistency and building community and building community means that when you put out content and the analogy i like to give is okay you're a content creator imagine this is the same equivalent in the real world right you create content you wouldn't go to someone's house put up pictures of yourself and leave without talking to anyone mm. because that would not mean anything that would be a poster people rip off the off the wall and, and never engage with here if people are writing to you the biggest uh, most valuable asset you have is the communication the two way conversation there was a time people sat in front of their tv and yelled at the contestants of big boss who never heard them yeah. now they can interact with them they can have conversations they can support some and they can create the fan clubs so i think it's opened up that whole two way street so aside from where content is gravitating i think it's communication i think mm-hmm. community is gravitating to a whole new direction and people are understanding that even if it's a micro or a nano community it makes a big difference some of these luxury influencers don't have millions of followers but they have an audience that really cares about their content and will probably buy the you know 15 lakh car as opposed to advertising to millions of people who will not ever buy that car i want to take a bit of a segue here and, and also ask you when you're looking at the creator economy as it's scaling right now um what do you see the career opportunities being for someone if let's say i'm someone who's starting off right now i'm right out of college um i am midway maybe through my career and trying to figure out what shift i want to make um what do you feel as are opportunities today that maybe didn't even exist 3 years ago um as you kind of moving to uh, you know towards 
the future, which is this hybrid of, of, of largely digital, but also enough analog as well. And what kind of skill sets uh, should one have if they want to kind of fit into those roles? I mean, the first thing is acknowledgement and the fact that this is being recognized as a very valuable uh, career option, viable also. Like now people, you know, parents who might have thought, what are you doing online? My mom used to think she's, I'm playing games on, online all the time. <laughs> But and at that time, maybe like my first year, I didn't make a penny. It was a lot of barters because that concept wasn't there. But I think now when even parents or children are seeing that this is a very viable job. When I was growing up, when I finished college, my dream was to be a VJ. That was the cool career of choice. I came to Bombay wanting to be a VJ. I you know, became an RJ. I did a lot of, you know, emceeing things. But that was my dream. I never imagined that I would join a new digital revolution that would be so different. And now today I can go back and say, okay, I've done a bunch of my own TV shows and what a full circle it's come. So for students today, they are thinking, okay, uh, how do I become a creator? They're not thinking, how do I learn? What do I study? And maybe that wasn't something that people think about, just like people don't think about how to behave online. People don't really think that they need an education before they come online. And I'm not saying you 100% do. Maybe some people are creators who just, just need to be themselves online. But there are definite skill sets that will help you a lot. Even things like how do you negotiate a deal? Uh, how do you find the right brands so you don't make a mistake and identify yourself? How do you do your right PR? How do you deal with a situation when you're getting flamed for something you accidentally said or made a mistake? These are all things that you need to learn. And mm. maybe they're not traditional classes that you take, but it's time to learn these skills because it's getting much harder. The, the landscape is so you know, saturated. Now there's so many people doing this that it's probably harder than it was back in the day when I began, to be very honest, because there was less people there. There was less competition there. There was less understanding also of what's going on. But there was more room, uh, you had more flex room, you had time, you had time to breathe. Uh, and it's interesting because the pandemic made everyone pause and everyone was able to pause because everyone else paused. Because otherwise you can't pause because you're like, I'm going to be left behind. Yeah. Um, so I think the big thing that's going to happen today, and that's what we're doing with Good Creator Co, is giving people the education, the tools, the apps, now, everything that you need to help you become a creator from the beginning, because the hardest thing and ask anyone today is like, OK, I have a thousand followers. It's not growing. What do I do? How do I become a better yeah. creator? And that frustration, that anxiety is overwhelming. Um, and just like for anyone else, if they are like, OK, I wanted to break into Bollywood, or I wanted to become a fashion designer. I guarantee everyone has gone through that phase of how do I do it? Like what what do, what do I have to do to become that ace creator. I actually want to ask you about people beyond the creators as well. And I feel that's an important one as well. If I'm someone today saying, okay, I, I'm interested in this space. Uh, I might not necessarily um, want to create content, but I, I feel that I, I see an opportunity to build a career within this. Uh, what do you see, see as opportunities there? Um, just in terms of you know what kind of jobs someone can take up, what kind of careers people can have. Uh, what, what do you see in terms of that space? I'm so glad you brought it up because the same thing, in fact, at the academy that we're doing, we're doing courses on how to do video editing or become a photographer or how to do social media managers. Everybody asks me, can you help me find someone to run my social media? And obviously I tell them first, give it your own voice, run it yourself, and then maybe get some help on that. So yeah. I think that that's important and that's the great skill. I used to always tell people when I was an RJ, not everyone should go try to become an RJ. You might have other skills. You could become a producer, the programming head, so many other skills. There are so many things and so many pieces that need to come together for 
this to work, you know, even from my team, I have makeup and hair and managers and all, all of these things that, that are so key. Um, so yes, absolutely. There are huge opportunities. And today you can tell your parents that, Hey, I'm going to become a social media manager and there is a legitimate job out there for you. But the mistake I don't want people to make is don't go out there saying, okay, I know how to do it. And then not doing a good job at it because you didn't do your homework. You didn't learn the analytics. You just said, okay, I know how to post things. And it's important that we offer the right skill set and don't promise everyone that, okay, you've done this course. Now you're going to become the best social media manager. Aptitude is also a big thing. Yeah. Anything else you study, you have to pass the course. You have to do um, even the aptitude test sometimes, whether in, in the US you do the SATs or whatever you do to yeah. say, does this person have this kind of mental aptitude for something? So it is literally, let's go, it's coming back to an academy, a campus. It's a full, um, you know, it, it's a full educational system. It's ed tech. Um. Towards the end of every uh, every episode, I ask my guests a series of questions. They have nothing to do with what we've spoken about so far, but I always find these to be the most uh, most fun part. Also kind of gives people a lens about the people. Um, what do you spend a lot of time doing beyond what you can consider your day job that um, gets you excited, gets you uh, out of bed? So, okay, this is something I'm, I'm going to do. It's not what I do in, 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 at work. Um, so what is, the, what, what, are, what is that or those things for you? Honestly, uh, I watch a lot of, I guess, OTT shows at present, and I really enjoy that. And I'm trying to get back into reading. And I actually play a lot of online games on my phone randomly. I enjoy that a lot. Um, anything you've watched, um, uh, listened to, or read recently that you recommend? Um, so I actually, I'm rereading Wuthering Heights. I was doing this whole oh, nice. book ex- exchange and someone sent it to me and I'm so happy to reread it again. And I just put up a post actually asking for recommendations. I'm watching such great shows. Uh, on Voot, I'm watching one called Yellow Jackets, which is kind of mm-hmm. like Lost, if you guys like Lost. Uh, I'm watching uh, Inventing Anna, which is huge right now. Everybody's watching that. Yeah. And if you love things like Downton Abbey, um, there's a show called The Gilded Age, mm-hmm. which is superb, which you also have to watch. So I, I kind of simultaneously watch like five or six shows especially when each episode is not dropping uh in you know at the same time yeah. so it's fun we've become we've become so greedy now we, we can't wait <laughs> yeah. a week for the yeah. episode yeah um I, I recently binged reacher and i thought it was a lot of fun it was like uh-huh. good old school classic you know one of those it, it, it's very close to the novel so I, which is why i enjoyed it um Next question is actually a question I've asked almost every single guest who's ever come on this show which is what can you put together in an instant what can I put together in an instant a puzzle. I'm very good at puzzles. I've never got that response. If we were hitting about 170 episodes, now nobody's ever said this. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, What's the most common answer? Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> most, Maggie has Sadly, I'm pretty bad, so I probably would take a lot longer than two minutes to make Maggie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't know why that was. I, I, the best ones have actually been. Um, like what you said, it's the puzzle which which goes both ways. It goes on one end, it also it goes into something physical, but also it's something it kind of yeah, talks like about word, word puzzles, things like that as well. Yeah. And uh, my last question, which is generally a spin on the name of the show, is um, why do you think the creator economy will not die? Because there is a huge audience for it. We are hungry to consume and we are hungry to be famous. And both of these things are feeding each other. And they're two big monsters that are feeding each other. We just, let's work on making them um, good monsters, happy monsters, instead of the scary ones. Thanks, Adanali. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm, I'm happy we finally got to do this. And uh, thanks for coming on Advertising Instead. Thanks for having me. Take care. You too. 
If you like this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts like this, head over to the IBM Podcast website or app or where you get your podcast from and look at all the podcasts that IBM makes. There's some really fun stuff there.